So we're talking non-traditional Christmas movies or unconventional Christmas movies. And I got a quick little Christmas story uh, back to the days when I used to live in Montreal. Directed by uh, Larry Clark. Christmas story. (laughs) Christmas story. Directed by... (laughs) Oh, Bob Clark. I'm sorry. Yes. Holy shit. I can't believe that. Bob Clark, Canadian icon. Porky's director, uh, Christmas story, (laughs) and Black Christmas, which is coming in the pipeline. Anyways, let me get to it. When I was living in Montreal, it was Halloween. And I used to live... Not too far off Saint Laurent, which is the major street where uh, it's a, it's a major street where people live in Montreal party. It's not the there's like the tourist street. This is the where people live in Montreal party. So I I'm like one of those oh shit it's Halloween I got to get something the day of Halloween you know mm. I go I'm just gonna go to the nearby uh you know the Montreal equivalent of Rexall. You know, I'm going to go here, which is at Jean Cotou. I'm like, I'm going to go to Jean Cotou or Shoppers Drug Mart. And I went to them and I'm just like, I'm just going to grab whatever they fuck they have and just put it. If I have like bunny ears on my head, then that's what I have. And I'm looking and it's all picked over, obviously. And I find, I can't believe they had this. They had stocked it already, but it wasn't for Halloween, but it was way ahead of time. Santa suit. Oh, and I'm like, oh, how much is this? It was like 30 bucks, 35 bucks or something, right? I go, oh, shit. I go, done, right? So grab the Santa suit, change into it. Oh, I'm not, well, I bring it with me, and I go to my buddies, and we pre-drink, and then I switch into it, and I put the beard on. It's a shitty beard. It's a shitty one. It's a shitty one, but it's like – it's. Not so shitty, but it's just shitty enough that it's like kind of funny that you're yeah, in it, you know? It's, it's like Rite Aid shitty, like, you know what I mean? Well, I told you I bought it at, at Rite Aid. Like, I, oh, well, yeah, it's yeah, Jean yeah, Cotou yeah, yeah. there, but I, I bought it at Rite Aid, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I also had a bottle of Jack Daniels. And so I was like, oh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be drunk Santa. Okay. And so I was walking down the street and I was. So it's Halloween. Everyone's like fucking, everyone's revved up. And I'm carrying this bottle of Jack Daniels and I have a big satchel, a big sack. And I'm just going, and I'm doing an impression of my friend when he used to get fucking just fall down drunk. And I was just like, oh, how fucking Oh, fuck. No, no. And I was just like, and I would take a swig and I was pretending like I was pretending like I was fall down drunk. I was regularly drunk, but I was pretending I was fall down drunk. But everyone was seeing me. And it's so in in French, they say uh Père Noël, which means mm-hmm. father, it translates literally to Father Christmas. Mm-hmm. So they're all like, oh, Père Noël, Père Noël. Even though most people are English, but anybody who's Franco was like, Père Noël, Père Noël. And I had put random shit in my sack and they were like, I think I filled it with candy. That's what I did. I filled it with candy to give candy out to people. And the, and girls were, I mean, swarming me and being like, oh my God, Father Chris. And they were grabbing me. Give me, give me gifts. Give me gifts. You have to give me gifts. And I was like, oh shit, I didn't think this through and uh because i was like 
I didn't know it would garner this much attention. It was like literally show stopping. Like people were were all stopping and it was a hit. Everyone's stopping the streets and grabbing me. And I have a photo and I'll send you the photo. There's a photo of me and I'm grabbing the bottle of Jack Daniels and I'm just putting back the bottle of Jack Daniels. And this girl is grabbing my fucking collar like, hey, hey, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Jesus. That's it. I mean, there's no there's no giant climax and I went out and whatever, but the the best part was that I could and that's what I love about Halloween. You can bring in whatever you want into any bar because they don't they don't have the time to search people on Halloween. Yeah, you got too and much shit on I, you for them to I just walked into a bar with a bottle of Jack Daniels and a sack full of uh oh and in the sack I had um what I I said some candy, but I also put a uh, a uh, flask in there and everything. Like, I just had go. booze on there me. You go. <clears throat> and I went and got go. fucked up. Anyways, so that was my Christmas story to make it quick. I didn't even mean it to be this long. And we're talking I, uh, about non-traditional Christmas I, movies, but... Oh, sorry if you have something to say because <laughs> I was going to jump I, into it. I, I successfully asked someone to marry me once dressed up in a Santa Claus costume. And they said yes to, to it. And I was... Who uh, are you? Okay, reindeer games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on this list. I did think about it. Shout out to John Frankenheimer. We love you. Uh, I can't believe that was your last movie. But no, one time I uh, I ate like 40 Percocet and couldn't figure out how to propose to uh, my girlfriend. So I just ate as many Percocet as I could find and dressed up like Santa Claus. This was around the holidays. And I got down and I was like, here you go. <laughs> That's, that's amazing. So yeah, jumping into it, we're talking around. we're talking non-traditional Christmas movies. These are not the Christmas movies playing in the background when you go to your uncle's Christmas or aunties or you you know back home with your parents or even you if you have kids. And if you have kids, play this. I was you know, a lot of people would say don't play this for the kids. No, play this not safe for work DJ and cinema podcast for your kids. Teach them young. The movie we're gonna start off with is one of our favorite Christmas movies, traditional, non-traditional period is Sean Baker's Tangerine. Mm. And I am shocked with the way that the, the, the social climate where it went around discussing uh, inclusivity, especially Mm -hmm. trans inclusivity and, but all that aside, but like this is about a trans prostitute in LA mm-hmm. who gets out of jail, who got booked uh, for hooking or drugs. I forget what they uh, what she got booked for. Yeah, yeah, or both. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, Sin D is her character's name. S I N D E E, and she gets out and she's like, "Hey, what's hot? What's hot on the on the track?" To take the parlance of, uh, you know, working girls. She's like, what's hot in the track? She finds her friend and her friend's like, oh, I got bad news is that your pimp is actually hooking up with somebody else now. And she spends the whole and the whole movie is her trying to find the pimp going through uh, uh, DTLA, downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. And this entire movie and they smoke only, crack yeah 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 it, it shows the these slums of a city like you know we call it the h word on this show um michael Mann's heat we talk about that movie to one another all the time and about how one of the things i love about that movie is seeing those parts of los angeles that were never photographed before 
and mm. Tangerine like shows because Los Angeles is such like a big sprawling city. Every time I've gone there, I'm like, this isn't a city. Yeah. This is just like a place, you know? Um, yeah. You see these areas of Los Angeles that like you otherwise would would ignore. You know what I mean? Like you would just, yeah, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to see a photograph. I don't want to see a story. I wouldn't even think hookers there. exist because no one walks anywhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Meaning, sorry, I know escorts exist, but I mean street walking hookers. I didn't know they existed. Yeah, Sandra Bullock had to take the bus. That's how that whole movie started. Um, <laughs> um, this movie was also shot on an iPhone 5S. and Which was, I don't even want to mention it because that was the gimmick that was selling it. And this was the movie that put Sean Baker on the map. Uh, who would later through um, Florida Project, which really because res- Florida Project is a lot more digestible to the sure. non degen crowd. Sure, sure, sure. Because this movie is about hookers going about their day, like drug using hookers. Yeah, and and the co star is a cabbie who is um, I don't even know how you describe it. I want to say closeted, but maybe he's not closeted. What would be the de- the term? But anyways, he spends his free time with getting um, BBBJs, mm-hmm. <laughs> bareback mm-hmm. blowjobs from uh, like prostitutes and picking yeah, from, them up in his cat yeah from trans trans prostitutes but he's a loving he's a loving family man yeah yeah and, and you can be both i i know like the iphone 5s like yeah that was a gimmick that like really got people's attention and it sounds funny i sound like the basic bitch being like that's what got me to the theater for this but it, it's so fucking impressive like it's unbelievably impressive and at the time of its and release it's beautifully shot yeah yeah um i was so and it is chaotic like the score is chaotic mm-hmm. it's got that dubstepy energy throughout it because that is the energy and when you're walking the track you know slanging your pussy your ass or mouth whatever it is your holes for money it's a chaotic lifestyle and it captures it very, it captures it like wonderfully and uses non actors mostly and gets the best out of these non actors. Um, Tangerine, it is, and it ends with a, I think, one of the most touching shots of the 2010s when they're in the, um, when she, those assholes throw piss all over her and then her friend brings her and she gets her cleaned up and she says i feel like shit because now she has her wig off and her friend lends her her wig to make her feel whole and they touch heads and they and they hold each other on christmas because they're alone but they do have each other it's in the laundromat yeah in the laundromat yeah and it's super tender yeah it's a beautiful uh, movie so, so that's a share let's let's get through these though what do you got what do you got well one of one of the things that as kind of i i've found it kind of fun whenever we make these lists literally every single one we both choose like the gay movie i hate to call it like the gay movie but we're like like you know like when we did the best modern westerns it's like broke back mountain and uh and bronco henry uh so i'm gonna start mine off with another new one it came out the same year actually as newish Newish, yeah, it's 2015, same year as Tangerine, but it's uh, Todd Haynes's Carol, and Ca- Carol, unlike Tangerine, did get some like awards praise, and I think 
the subject matter of tangerine like for some reason being trans is taboo but being a lesbian isn't but i, I also is- feel though that tangerine if it came out now would benefit mm-hmm. from but then we're not going to make it a tangerine cast we're going on to carol but i think it would have benefited from being embraced a lot more now we could make it a tangerine cast if you really want to we could flip the script but we will no there will be a tangerine <laughs> episode that's for sure uh todd haynes openly gay filmmaker one of my I don't want to call him one of my favorites, but he's a guy who I've always really admired. Um, Carol is like a period piece during the 1950s. And it tells the story of this uh, forbidden kind of love affair between a married woman played by Kate Blanchett and a younger photographer played by Rooney Mara. And they both find out, you know, that they're attracted to one another and like leave their lives and their statuses to be with one another. Um, you see Kate Blanchett, you know, this kind of aristocratic uh, kind of socialite, like kind of leave it all just to be with this woman. Everything's set amongst the backdrop of Christmas in New York thing is shot on super 16 millimeter. It looks like it was shot on super 16 millimeter, really, really beautiful period piece that uses Christmas as the backdrop to kind of overemphasize some of these larger themes, like, you know, Christmas is a time of coming together, but what if we break apart at Christmas? Um, I think if you're interested in Todd Haynes, this is kind of where you should start. It's like his most digestible. Um, mm. And Kate Blanchett is on fucking real in it. It as always. Yeah, it's hard to say, like, this is her best performance because, like, Tar it's was, not, like... It's not. It, it's, it's not. Yeah, yeah. I think Tar might be. Like, I know you don't like that movie. I think yeah, Tar might yeah, be. Yeah, I don't like Tar, but she's incredible in Tar. But, yeah. Um, Carol's up there, though, especially with the subtlety. There's a lot told in the romance between looks. And Christmas in New York, man, it's, it's like, a thing. Like, I hate Christmas. We've talked about it i can't stand this holiday but if i walk around new york city in the snow around this time of year it's hard not to be like oh look at how nice this is you know what i mean this is sweet so well if you i'm sticking with my next wreck non-traditional unconventional christmas movies i'm staying on the west coast with the movie go yeah starring love this katie movie. katie holmes sarah Pauly, timothy oliphant before he was giant um and it is a just ton of fucking fun and it's people who don't have their shit together working nine to fives bullshit jobs out in la and it's christmas but they don't go home because they probably went out there to be something and they didn't end up being something and they can't afford to go home for the holidays and it has three storylines that um I could see how people would make the Pulp Fiction comparisons, but it's not Mm -hmm. that at all. It's just, and it's, I'm telling you, sit down. You would have remembered this movie if you're of a certain age. You remember it coming out. It came and went from the theater. It made an impact, but not a giant impact. It is so fucking fun. And I still watch it to this day every holiday season. And it was written by my man, um, John August who he had a uh, really famous he's a really famous podcast and he also wrote big fish 
He wrote a Charlie mm-hmm. Angels movie. He just wrote a bunch of shit, but uh, that's not a selling point. <laughs> but go. 1999's go. It's tough to find. It doesn't pop up on streaming very often. It is a ton of fun. Turn your brain off. Fun. That was a big DVD movie for people our age. That was like, a, yes. hey, you want to watch something? And that was like a big one. Yeah. And I am uh, nostalgic for the days of pressed ecstasy um, <laughs> before, <Yeah. laughs> before it became Molly, yeah. you know? and like Yeah, yeah. I hate I, calling her Molly, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate to sound like I was on the ground floor, but because I was a fucking dirty hippie who's seen 184 fucking fish concerts, I've been doing Molly since I was in high school. There was always a difference between Molly and ecstasy. I used to love ecstasy because like you never knew what you're yeah i don't like the um i'm not a drug guy but you know the times i have done that i uh ecstasy though gives me that skittishness that uh Mm -hmm. speedy whereas m gave me more this euphoric but both of them give me suicidal tendencies (laughs) afterwards not not during but like the days following like i mean deep suicidal so I've just had to, I just, um, I just don't partake. Um, as I was putting together my list of top 10 unconventional Christmas movies, I realized two of my five choices are revolving around suicide. Um, (laughs) one in actually both of them in a very funny way. Uh, the first of which is John Cusack's, um, better off dead, a kind of mid eighties staple, right? Like, yeah. It's not say anything, but I, I was really fond of this movie as a kid. And the thing does. I mean, take it pro- co-stars the underrated Curtis Armstrong, who is Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. And he's also in um, Tom Cruise's Risky Business. I'm calling yep. it Tom Cruise's, but yeah, yeah. And One Crazy Summer. He's in One Crazy Summer, too. Another John Cusack movie. Um, yeah, Better Off Dead deals with he's John not C- an american dad <laughs> yeah he's not an american dad uh john cusack's a high schooler he gets his girlfriend breaks up with him and he's trying to kill himself it all takes place around the holidays and every time he tries to kill himself something wacky happens in the background you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he'll be going to like you know jump off a roof and then something crazy will happen in the background like almost like three stooges dumb um I think it's kind of like, it's absurd. And I'm not partial to those John Hughes movies the way a lot of people are. I don't really care for any of them, but I am kind of nostalgic. All of them age like shit, except for Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck is just because John Candy just lets it rip. I mean, I I like the absurd 80s shit where it's like kind of just fucking bizarre, batshit, crude and rude with all the attitude um and i think better off dead's the most approachable and holds up kind of the best of all those speaking of absurd this is a movie that again kind of got swept under it was it had a giant release and everything it was the third installment in the harold and kumar series like they got three yes they got fucking three yeah it's crazy a very harold and kumar christmas is so funny if you could just turn your goddamn brain off. And their NPH, Neil Patrick Harris cameo, which is requisite for them, mm-hmm. is great because in the second one, he gets murdered. 
And they go, NPH, I thought you got murdered. He's like, what? I'm not ringing a bell. Yeah, yeah. He got shot with a shotgun at a whorehouse. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he recalls getting kicked out of heaven because he was getting jerked off by, he took Jesus's girl and got jerked off by her and he, Jesus got pissed off. And so they go, wait. And he was pretending to be gay because this is, it came when, uh, not that long after NPH, it came out publicly. Yes. And they go, wait, you're not actually gay? Because no, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, uh, me and... <laughs> Me and um, who's the guy? Fuck, I'm uh, I'm ruining the story now. Uh, the who's the Troy? What's his name from the? Oh, Donald Glover. Oh, fuck, it doesn't matter. But it, like, what? You're not gay. You're like, I thought you were. Uh... It, it, anyways, he's he plays it up, and then he's pretending with his girl. He goes, hey, I'm gay. Let me give you a massage. He grabs her and he's massaging her. And then he pulls his dick out while he's massaging her. And he's like, yeah, you're going to feel, I'm going to squirt some warm lotion on your back right now. And she turns around. She goes, you motherfucker. She starts hitting MPA. She goes, ah. she goes, I thought you were gay. He goes, yeah, gay for that poon. And he just is disgusting and terrible and whatever. And this movie, it's not a good movie. But if you're in the Christmas spirit, hey, let's just let it go. And a lot of insane stuff happens. It's a ton of fun. Get some, get a white Russian or eggnog and rum, whatever it is that you like to buy bond. Or, you know, get some weed in you because it's a Harold mm-hmm. Kumar movie. Mm-hmm. A very Harold Kumar Christmas is more fun than you remember. And I am I think we're it's safe to say we're both kind of nostalgic for the days of those kinds of comedies. Like those just kind of like, holy it's shit. This is goofy. What's the message? Friends get into a ton of mischief and have fun together. And it's more fun when friends get fucked up and have fun. That's the message. Well, sticking with the theme of suicidal comedies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In 2008, I remember seeing a trailer for a movie named In Bruges. And I thought it was going to be a fake Pulp Fiction, fake Quentin Tarantino kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. there were a lot of those at the time. Cool hitmen. Do you know how I saw that movie? No. Well, I'll just tell you. You never guess. I rented it off Netflix, meaning I had to get, I put it in my queue and they yeah, sent the me the DVD. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm nostalgic for those days too, my friend. Um about 20 minutes in, or maybe not even, about five minutes in, I realized this was not a ripoff of fucking Pulp Fiction. This was something completely Very different. Very much its own movie. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a gem of a movie. I know you're you're a little harsh on this, and and I I might like this. I might say this movie's better than it actually is, but like there are people out well, there. Well, I will who- say this. No, I don't love it like a, a lot of film community people do, but the performances from uh Colin and Brendan are ridiculous, and, the and it's a beautifully shot movie. Crazy, like the the screenplay is crazy. It's like it's rapid dialogue and a lot of thought. And the the whole premise of this thing are Donald Gleason and uh, and Colin Farrell are these hitmen and Brendan they have, Gleason. Brendan Gleason. Gleason. Donald Gleason's his kid, right? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, Brendan Gleeson. They're these hitmen, and the hit goes wrong because Colin Farrell accidentally shoots a child in the head, and um, they have to go to 
Bruges during the holiday season to wait for things to cool off while the boss, Ralph Fiennes, um, is basically like, this guy's got to go because he killed a kid and it goes against my code. And he brings him to Bruges because he thinks this is the nicest place to go to spend your last days. And the running joke is that Colin Farrell's like, I actually hate Bruges. Yeah, yeah. And we've all been on like that kind of vacation, like where Mm -hmm. you're like in the nicest place in the world and you're just like, I am still miserable. Like I'm just going to be miserable no matter where I am. Yeah. Um, And the my favorite scene is when Gleason is going to kill Farrell, who is like his best friend pretty much. And he's like, you mm. see the regret in his face. And as he's walking up to assassinate him, he's trying to kill himself at the same time. And he's like, no, yeah. no, no, like you can't do that. And <laughs> it, 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 it's basically, um, you know, a sad hitman going about his days, trying to kill himself while his friend who's being paid to kill him is telling him like, don't do that. I'm supposed to do that. And just like prolonging the inevitable, like almost trapped in purgatory thing. But it is set around the holiday season. And again, much like Better Off Dead, Tangerine, uh, all the movies that we brought up pretty much so far, except for Held and Kumar, it's kind of like, what's the opposite of the holiday spirit? And how can that Mm. setting kind of subvert the feelings that we're all supposed to be feeling around that time of year? And I think In Bruges does that. And that's the thing is that they say the holidays is when the depressed people get the most depressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So speaking of, okay, again, I'm keeping it light. So if you're keeping track at home, listen to Bombay's picks to make you pick yourself up during the holidays. Listen to Andy's picks if you want to off yourself like me at the beginning of the shame episode a couple episodes back. Listen Uh, to the Lethal Weapon episode to learn how to measure your shotgun to your mouth, which is something I actually (laughs) did do at one point in time. So a movie that will make you not want to kill yourself, a very fun horror movie. Say, I'm not even a horror. I'm telling you, you're into this movie. Santa's Slay, S-L-A-Y. With Goldberg? Santa is slaying. Starring Bill Goldberg as the hilarious and murderous Santa. It is such a funny fucking movie. It is... And I'm going to say not a good movie. Yes, it is a good movie. There's fucking, you got Bernie Mac in it. Uh, sorry, sorry, I misspoke. Uh, you got fucking, um, what's the, who plays the old guy? What's his name? Well, Fran Drescher has a cameo. James Kahn uh, has a cameo. Mm-hmm. I mean, you open the movie with Fran Drescher and James Kahn getting offed by Santa Claus. That's yeah. It. That's all I got to tell you. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, the, it's a goofy horror movie with some very creative kills and a very game Bill Goldberg, who was like early career The Rock. People forget that mm-hmm. The Rock was great in his early career. Really scene chewing and just into his roles. Now he plays everything safe. To, yeah. So it's like, okay, I don't want to piss off China because my movies have to play in China. They got to play in Indonesia and they got to play whatever. But they forget that back in the day, The Rock used to have great presence like that. And that's what Bill Goldberg brings. Santa's Slay, if you're not even a horror fan, a comedy fan, and you're looking for a good, funny... Wrestling fan. Well, whatever you are. Yeah, if you're just a yeah. fan of Christmas movies, check that out. I'm not a pick, but have you ever heard of Santa with muscles? Do you know about this movie? No, I don't, know. 
it was like a mid nineties, like after Hulk Hogan started to bomb his movies, like, and he went back to wrestling and became Hollywood Hogan. He made this movie mm-hmm. where he was like this rich douchebag who like falls and bonks his head and then thinks he's Santa Claus. And it's basically like Hulk Hogan dressed as Santa Claus for like an hour. Um, it's always funny so when it's all horrific. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like yeah. not even redeeming on any on any level. No, it just made me think like just like when wrestlers make those like weird career moves. Like that was a weird <clears> career <throat> move for for Mr. Goldberg, who I'm a big fan of. Um, uh, I th- I'm pretty sure it was that I thought it was um, or it wasn't. I thought it was going to be WWE was behind it. No, they weren't even. Because <laughs> they started doing those WWE horror movies in like the late 2000s early 2010s oh yeah a ton of them dude like Mm. mcmahon owned the name the rock and that's one of the reasons why he goes by dwayne johnson now is because mcmahon made money off of every single thing where it said the rock in it which is kind of funny um anyways what's your next i'm gonna stick with the horror theme this is my most basic bitch pick on here and this is a movie that i think is kind of teeters on conventional but Fucking Joe Dante's Gremlins, man. I love puppets and I love wet puppets, which are little pieces of latex that you spritz with some KY jelly. I was going to say, they always use a lube on it to give it that effect. Yeah. And they go, I love little wet puppet movies so much. Like, give me a ghoulies, give me a critters. Like, Mm -hmm. I, 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 that's like, my bread and butter. I love a wet puppet. And um Gremlins is kind of the granddad of the the wet puppet movie. That's kind of like the godfather of those kinds of movies. The creature design is like absolutely fucking insane. The movie's really basic. It's it's not really like you know, everyone hates Phoebe Cates in her prime really sad yeah. little story the uh the Phoebe Cates thing with like her dad like falling down the like trying to pretend like it was santa claus and he got stuck in the chimney and like she hates christmas because they found her dad dead in the chimney it's like why do you hate christmas so much yeah yeah. it's like this horrible story um but just a romp dude i i love they kill off some gremlins in a in a creative way yeah the gremlin just in the microwave Yeah, I love pesky little buggers, like, you know, Three Stooges, kind of just silly stuff. And Gremlins is a goofy fucking time. That is a goofy fucking movie. That is very, very much a Christmas movie. The whole thing takes okay, place so around Christmas. I let it with, I said Tangerine. I said Go. So Harold and Kumar, it's Santa's sleigh. But am, are we talking Tangerine was shared? Or am I going to, do I have one pick or two picks left? That's what I'm asking you. Uh, tangerine was not shared. I took Carol because I both, I wanted us okay, both okay. to have so a, then a my last one. Movie. Then my yeah. last one is the, and you just use a phrase. My last one is the granddaddy for dirtbag, unconventional, non-traditional Chris's movies. And this is the movie you'd be expecting to hear. Bad Santa. Oh, wow. Yeah. So honestly, and I was gonna say so fun. It's not. It's it's odd because people remember it. There and there's a scene where Billy Bob is fucking an overweight chick in the uh, change room, and he's 
fucking her, I guess, in the ass. And he says out loud, you ain't going to be shitting right for a week. <laughs> yeah, it's cruel. Uh, Bad Santa it's is a actually, cruel movie. It's a fairly mean-spirited movie, but there's very fun, like, not fun, funny and hilarious elements. But mm-hmm. it's it's not, like, at, people might remember because they remember just these standout, oh, drunk Santa and everything. Oh, drunk Santa carrying on, and uh, his counterpart is a little person, Tony Cox, the always very funny Tony Cox from yeah. Friday, also. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, so oh, and uh, what's his name? Three's Company dude, John Ritter John is Ritter. great as a straight man, and he no one plays a better straight man. He's so fucking good. Yeah, bad Santa. Problem child. Don't make you feel good. (laughs) John, problem child's John Ritter. Yeah. Bad Santa. You knew it. Everyone listening to this, whether you're a film geek or not, that's the movie. I think, wouldn't you agree? That's people when they think of like unconventional, dirty, grimy Christmas movies. It's got to be that. But you have to mention it. Yeah, that and and I think what I'm about to mention too, it's not necessarily this movie, but it's it's the person who is behind this movie. And if you're listening to this, um last week we you're covered with the weapon. Work. What's that? You're familiar with his work if you're listening to this. Yeah. yeah, we we literally just did our Lethal Weapon episode. It came out last week, but Shane Black, when he got into his own directing career, continued to set his films around the holiday season. My favorite of them was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. So that's going to be number five on my list. Um, Tongue in cheek, hard boiled influence, kind of the beginning of the Robert Downey revival and um, the end of like, I'd say say definitely the beginning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first uh, real big one for oddly. Like, I mean, Val Kilmer is wonderful. In- and you might forget because Val Kimmer, he's been ill for a long time. Yeah. And not just ill because he has had a, had a um, battling cancer or whatever it is exactly. It took his voice. But he also has been ill in his brain for so long. You forget that Val Kilmer rocked for so yeah, there, long. There was a 10-year period where like no one would cast him because he smelled his own shit and was like – yes. You know, yeah. there's sto- stories of him putting cigarettes out on PA's faces and stuff during set and spitting on Marlon Brando and starting fights with Marlon yeah. Brando and shit. Like, you know, a real crazy person. But um, I'm going to lump it together with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang just to, to you know, kind of cap off the podcast. If you're looking for an unconventional, non-traditional Christmas movie – Check out seventy five percent of his filmography. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Shane Black. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Shane Black. Um, I almost put. Well, I mean, Iron we Man- could have easy. The nice guys is I love the nice guys and was di- and the only reason I didn't include it was because I tried to go different. You know, I tried to jump around different genres here. Same. Same. Um, else, I would have just you know, if I'm going to go my personal favorites and. This guy, like the nice guys, has to be there. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang is so good. Long kiss, good night. Obviously, and, and we three. didn't, and we deliberately Iron spoke, Man three. Check, check in our other episodes. We deliberately didn't mention the ones that we have been doing full episodes on. Else, yeah, those I, clearly Black Christmas, Eyes Wide Shut, which are to come, mm-hmm. but 
Black Christmas, Eyes Wide Shut. We don't hide our schedule. It's fine to say these. Lethal, Lethal weapon. weapon. Fuck off. Batman Returns. Like, and Batman Returns. Like we, clearly, these would be on the list. But we're just saying these. When we're saying, we're saying, because we want to say it doubly, unconventional, non traditional, and underrated. Absolutely. And they might have even been big when they came out. But it's like, hey, kick, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Now we're what, 17 years out from release? What is it? What yeah. is it, a year? I think. Yeah. yeah, 2005, right? So we're 18 years on the release. 18 years down the line, people don't talk about it outside of movie geek circles. People don't remember and that Lethal Weapon's Jr. a Christmas never movie. never been more charming. He's never been more charming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's It's when he came back... And he was fucking quipping. Like, I'm going to put Skinner Darkly in the conversation. Like, that performance is insane. Like, no one can deliver dialogue as quickly, convincingly, and snarkily. Yeah, his his line reads are so incredible, which is a very geeky thing to say, but I don't (laughs) know what to say it. Well, congratulations. It pairs well with somebody like Shane Black, who likes to write a lot of fucking words and still make 90 minute movies. Like the guy still makes these little 90. Shane Black is Christmas's mammoth. (laughs) Shane Black is Christmas's mammoth. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. Or Sorkin. Or Sorkin. Yeah. I would put, I would put Iron Man three on this list, bro. Like people Mm kind of shit on that movie. It's my favorite Marvel movie. Probably because it feels like a Shane Black movie more than anything. Um, <laughs> but, like, again, it's Robert Downey, like, working with this dude, just giving that yeah. shit. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited. Hopefully, you fellow listeners will check out these picks this year. And instead of your mom putting on It's a Wonderful Life and your mom or father putting on uh well, if your mom on- puts on, your mom goes, I love a Christmas story. You go, well, then you love Bob Clark. Mom, I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. Mom, you love Miracle on 40, 42nd Street. 34. 34th <laughs> Street, whatever. Let's put on Tangerine and have yeah. some You like on. the streets? I'll show you someone who's on the streets performing miracles. Yeah. You want the Grinch? Let's put on in Bruges and see how we feel afterwards. You yeah. know what I mean? You want to. Hey, mom, do you feel hectic during the holidays? Well, let's put on go. Cause we're just go, go, go. And everything is fucking falling apart around us. You know what would make this eggnog tastier? MDMA and crystal meth, mom, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, mom, why you, you know what, mom? Crude? You ever notice that, uh, uncle, uncle Johnny smells like weed. Probably because he's a Harold and Kumar fan. Let's put on a Harold and Kumar movie. And it says it's Christmas. We'll put on a, Her- a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. And you know what, Mom? I'm fucking gay. Deal with it. Put Carol on. Shut up. Yeah. I'm going to call an Uber and I'm going to make a tranny give me head bare back in the back seat yeah. on my way home tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. Mom. Yeah. Mom, you didn't give me what I wanted. What I wanted for Christmas was a BBBJ. <laughs> Merry Christmas? <laughs> and that's a wrap and by the way wrap it up if you are getting a bbbj no well that wouldn't be wrapped up but you know go with the wrapped version if you're gonna yeah. get a blowjob from street walking hookers just yeah at least until you become a repeat customer yeah yeah and if you're a street walking hooker let us know we'll have you on the podcast hit us up dgencinema at gmail.com <laughs> 
across all, all all socials. Yeah, we're out there. We out there. <laughs>